was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Hey guys, and welcome to Alienation, the Newcomer Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me is my brother, Michael. Hello, everybody. We are back. Episode number two this time. Very exciting stuff. Yes, yes. We just got done watching it, so it's fresh in our minds, and we're ready to uh, talk nation with you guys. So first, I'm going to go give you the, the episode details. This is episode two of season one. It's called The Fountain of Youth, and it originally aired on September 25th, 1989. It's directed by John McPherson and written by Diane Frollo. I've been noticing my brush, the drain in the shower. I'm losing my hair. That's a problem? You think women like bald men? All the ones I know do. Why do I bother? Hey, look, you better be ready. We're going two on two against Dobbs and Quintero today. That's 40 bucks I don't want to lose. Matt, don't worry. We Tanktonese are very fast learners. <laughs> and I'd like to give you the episode summary. Sykes and Francisco investigate a doctor who is killing newcomers to benefit human patients. Yes. Much nice, simpler story than the pilot episode. The pilot felt like they were going all different directions. Well, because they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they were trying to tell everything, trying to establish characters and the world and all that. And this was a nice, straightforward, this is the only A story going on. Which is a lot easier for us to yeah. bring to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Motri, you walked? All the way from downtown? Naikakla. Uh, ST2, Ross. No spamioka. A goat. Would you like me to bring him in? No, no, that's all right. Can I go pet him? He'd like that. <laughs> George will be so upset that he missed you. Well, then perhaps I should stay. A, a stay? Yes, thank you. I'd like that. So uh, we have for the cast, we have Terry Trius, who plays Kathy Frankel. We have Jeff Marcus, who plays Albert Einstein. Eric Pierpoint, who played Detective George Francisco. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Sergeant Dobbs. James Green as Uncle Mudry. Another one of my personal favorite characters, and you'll know why later on. Another great character, Gary Graham, Detective Matt Sykes. Michelle Scarabelli, who plays Susan Francisco. And Molly Morgan, who plays Jill. Lauren Woodland, who plays Emily Francisco. And Sean Six as Buck Francisco. That's right. Guest cast. Steve Rankin as Henry James. We have Jason Behu as Trenner, the nasty doctor. Bad guy. Joel Polis as Windsor. Susan Gibney as Harriet Beecher. Gretchen Graham as Lisa. Robert V. Barron as Selenite Priest. Crystal Carson as Celeste. Randy Harrington as Man. I love those, man. I just, I'm sorry. I, I just I had to Random say something. It's man. awesome. He's the man. Yeah, cop number three. Um, <laughs> Wendy Kaplan as Beth Meadows. Barry Dell Sherman as Executive. Liz Torres as a Pathologist. And Bonnie Ursith as Mrs. James. I remember her. <laughs> Look, I'm okay. I'm okay. If I could just get you inside. Perhaps I should carry you. Uh, no. Oh. What happened? Matthew pulled a muscle in his groin. That's really more my leg. Do you have pain or swelling in your testicles? No. They're fine. Would you like for me to take a look? 
Oh, sure. I'll just go put on some clean underwear. All right. So let's go ahead and start with our thoughts. Why don't you give us give me your thoughts on this episode, episode two? Actually, I, I actually like this episode because it is a it's about the fountain of youth. You know, every everybody wants that fountain of youth to always be younger. Yes. You know, yeah. to be have more Everyone energy. Everyone always wants to be younger. So I like how they they brought something from our world. You know, the real life. Yes. Into a story. Yes. Uh, that yeah. was kind of neat. And they use it with an alien twist because obviously the aliens have that gland. That uh, makes humans younger. Correct. And, and, and I, I like how they even reference it because Matt Sykes says, oh, the fountain of youth. And George is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. So I like how they did that. Yeah. I do like this. It was, it was nice. Yeah. Um, this wasn't my favorite episode. Just because, I mean, I have seen all the other episodes, so I know what I can compare it to. Right. But I don't, I don't think this was as strong as the first episode. The first episode really established the world. It was gritty and maybe it was more real. I don't know. There was something about this episode that was just... A little too simple. It, well, from the compared to the first episode, absolutely. But you do you still see George talking about Matt? How hell your bigotry? Oh, you're yes. still he still brings up that you yeah. know. But Matt is not as harsh. He's definitely not harsh. He's more of a joking. Right. But still, it's it's still it's still bigotry because he's still, trying to tell George that joke, yes. and George's like, I don't want to have about I don't want to hear it. Right. And he's, he's like, like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. come on, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that reminds me. Dob told me this great joke. <laughs> There's a Frenchman, a Russian, and a spongehead. They're a boat in the middle of the ocean. Is this another one of your racist jokes? <laughs> Look, it's funny. Okay, the boat's sinking. I don't like racist jokes. George, lighten up. They only got two. I really jackets. don't want Frenchman. to hear this. <laughs> you got no sense of humor. That's your problem. But yeah. you can see, this is where I was telling you how I like Matt, because he's become this character now. Yes. More in a jokingly matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, and he's not being mean. He, no. He really thinks he's just funny. He's trying to be funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing that made me laugh was George Francisco playing basketball. Oh, my gosh. Good try, Matthew. Hey, man. Yeah, I just recently, man, you might need some glasses, buddy. Oh, boy. man, I got chewing gum or something on my shoe. Sykes Francisco 6. Dobbs Quintero, 11. 12, Albert. You get two points for a basket. Two points. Here. When I cut. Now, George, I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. Very good, George. Very. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? I was open. I made the basket. Isn't that the point? We're a team, George. Teamwork. Hey, Mutt, Jeff, may we proceed, huh? If you've ever seen my brother play basketball, <laughs> similarities. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's nice. I was Matt and he was George. <laughs> Just the guy wears uh, you know golf shorts with a belt and a wristwatch, with, a, with a, like a knee high socks. Oh, it was just. Awesome. I love how he just kind of stands there stiffly and. Oh, he's he knows his, he knows what he's supposed he's to do. He's posting up literally, no, and it's yeah, it's amazing. I I I seriously laughed at that scene. It was it was something memorable. And yeah, I, and I imagine my brother and I playing basketball. So <laughs> it was, I can relate. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> we also find out that the newcomers have. Pink blood, or as we call it, Pepto Bismol. Pepto blood. Yeah, it's definitely Pepto Bismol. Right. No, I, yeah, it, it is like pink, it, man. Yeah. I, I thought I can get a spoon and we can have some. You know? I was like, wow. I got upset stomach. I feel there. better now. Cut your arm, you know. So I was definitely, I was, I was cool with the pink blood. I, yeah. It's different. I like that because all alien species, V, they yeah. have. Uh, they green, green. Yes. and then you have alienation. Then their newcomers have pink, yep. and we have, we have red. red. Yeah, and we also uh, Michael brought this up was the whole newcomer hospital. Yeah, how it's kind of segregated. Yeah, and I don't know if it's their doing or if it's our doing, 
But it's weird that they would have a segregated hospital. Well, I would think it's their doing because they do bring a human patient to the hospital. Yes. And the nurse says, sorry. Which is completely against yeah, yeah. Sorry, we can't take your kind here. Yeah. Wait, no, no. We can't accept human patients here. We're not equipped. Take them to county. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. Talk about a, a difference from our, our yeah, episode not, one. Not only are the humans being segregated, but the, also the the... Alien, the newcomers. Are segregating are, the humans. Yes. Which I guess would make sense because I think one of the nurses says later on in the episode that they're full of bacteria and, you know, humans are a dirty body inside. Humans should never be treated in Tank Denise hospitals. You can't imagine the bacteria in their digestive system alone. They're biologic nightmares. Yeah. And, and they don't want to get sick from well, the humans. That's their point of view. That are, you're right, because I'm sure we think that the they're aliens the have, thing. yeah. So, I mean, I guess I understand why they would, you know, not want to mix the two. And to bring you up to speed on this episode, uh, George and his partner, he gets shot. So he has buckshot in his arm, you know, and he goes to the hospital to get it removed. Yes. I don't see him. Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. It, it, it's, it's nothing, really. really. And receive my life. Oh, come on, George. Have a seat, okay. It's my arm. I can walk. Tough guy, huh? It's hospital policy. Henry, sit down. I didn't get a chance back there. Walk on board. Look. Forget it. And he's... Somehow just dies. He died, yeah. <laughs> During this simple, easy operation, he dies. Dr. Trenner, how did Henry James do? He went into respiratory failure during surgery. We lost him. He died? Henry? I'm sorry. We tried everything. And, um... George is suspicious because there's a, there is a nurse there that's kind of suspicious as oh, well. Oh, right off the bat when you she see her face. You're... Going, yeah, and George knows there's more to the story than just this. So with Kathy's help, they find out that there's four other patients who all died of the same the same exact thing within a matter of like a week. Right. So something that's just a little fishy. This is the last one, Weber, Max. Look for any similarities. I think I know what I'm looking for here. Open reduction anaphylactic anaphylactic reaction of vocal cords tracheotomy. Rhinoplasty, patient aspirated vomitus tracheotomy. Same here, mastectomy, aspiration of vomitus tracheotomy. And the um, and one of the, the the one of the bad newcomers who's in cahoots with the doctor is like, oh, you know, yeah, we're trying to figure it out. I mean, he you know he's BSing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. Kathy, hi. What are you doing here? We found something very peculiar. You've had a large number of respiratory deaths in surgery. Yeah, tell me about it. We're going crazy. Oh, so you know. Of course. Dr. Jenner assigned me to try and figure out why. So far, nothing. Really? We even, even George was smart. I mean, Matt might have 
overlooked it because we find out that the doctor Doctors. is a real good buddy of his from high school. Right. So, I mean, he kind of has blinders on. And he looks like he's 10 years younger than yeah. that. And they're yeah, the yeah, same yeah. year. Yeah. Trenner. Jim Trenner. <laughs> Matt, I don't believe it. Unreal. We went to high school together. You haven't changed. You look great. Oh, get out of here. Don't tell me you're a cop. Oh, yeah. You were a delinquent. <laughs> this guy had his own chair in the principal's They're office. They're right next to yours. Yeah. Oh, you should have turned around doctor. Hey. Wow. Hey, you remember that time you you, you pitched that, that smoke bomb into the faculty job? Oh, poor Mrs. Butterman. I didn't know she was in there. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I am right in the middle of my rounds, but we have got to get together. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take great care of you. Thank you. Jim. I'll see you later. Jim Turner. <laughs> He's your age. Yeah. He looks much younger. Yeah. So oh, we also found out that Matt was 36. Six years old. No, he was 37. Yes. And I'm going, wow, I'm 36, man. I go, Yeah, hey, you're the same age as yeah, Matt Sykes. Pretty much the same age. Yeah, so that was cool. Which, and, which that makes you older than him. It does, which is kind of weird. And, right? Well, when I was watching well, it, we're, not, we're talking about the now, right? We're not talking 20 years <laughs> yes, ago, we're talking I'm, about the now. I'm many years older than him, which is kind of strange, because <laughs> I think he looks older. He doesn't look 36 years old. I thought he was from in his, this. I thought he was in his 40s watching yes, it from yes. this point. From this point, I would say he would be in his 40s, but... Um, yeah, 36. interesting. Uh, another really cool scene that I liked was when uh, they go to Matt's house after or his apartment after he sprained or pulls his groin after the basketball game. game yep. And uh, he tells George that there's milk in the cabinet for him. There's a little sour milk in the cupboard. Really? Mm, August. Yeah, that was very th- sweet. That was cool because. Was cool. You know, in the, like you said, in the prior episode, he was totally like against them, kind of, you know. Yeah. But he was. They're weird ways. It was like a and... showing of almost acceptance type yes. thing. Say, hey, here you go. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're I my put, friend. I got I put, I put some in, milk in the cabinet. I'm expecting for you. you to come to my yeah. house. Yes. You know, you can come hang out with me now. Yes. It's, it's like it's well, okay. Well, just like with, with Kathy and the pilot, she had sodas and she, you know, and then when, she, when Matt went to the Francisco's house, they went out of their way and made him, you know, regular human food right. with salads and wine and. You know, yeah, they, they no drink beaver. their milk, but yeah, yeah, no beaver. <laughs> um, Can I tell you one of my one of my favorite parts of this episode? Yeah. Uh, when the nurse is at the hot dog oh, cart, right, it's the called, hot dog. You know how you go to a you know you, you get a hot dog cart and you get bacon wrap hot dogs. You yeah. see them all over the place. This one was called Pig Parts. Pig Parts. <laughs> I love that. I love it because it's still a play on words. It's still because technically hot dogs. Are parts of pigs correct? Generally, but this was actually pig but, snout and yeah, feet, yeah, yeah, and yeah. intestine, everything. Yeah, it was all just the organs. Funny. It was funny. My, my brother pointed out, and I had to bring pig it because I thought it was hilarious. Pig it was, parts. It was hilarious. Pig parts. Love that. Thank you. Sidru, kinod iram, raramak. Feet look good. I stay away from the snout. Another thing I liked, and I wanted to mention this in the first episode, and I didn't, is the fact that they use Tankanese, their language. Right. Whenever two Tankanese are together, newcomers, they actually talk in their language, and we have to read the subtitles. Asivas nomads. This rocket no What? Which is cool, because like Which you said... Which is awesome, because a lot of movies, yes. they don't. That's my biggest pet peeve, is when you go to a movie, and it's set in Germany, and there's these two men... Both German, all by themselves, talking in English. 
You're like, that's, and I'm like, that's supposed to happen. That's not real. <laughs> I don't mind reading subtitles. I really like reading the subtitles. It feels more natural. When two Tankinese get together, like when Kathy was talking to that doctor on the phone in the first episode, they're talking Tankinese to right. each other, which they speaking. would. They should be. Which they would. Why that's would their you natural speak English? English. Right. Yeah. Now, with the Franciscos at their home, George keeps saying, talk English, speak English. He's trying to instill he's trying, yes, he's trying human. To, because they are now part of the earth. They're citizens. Of, yeah. So they should technically speak the language. Which, right. You know, I, I'm a big opponent. If you live in a country where speak English is spoken, you should, yeah, or wherever you're at, you should speak. try to speak their language. Correct. So I like that part of it. But when you're amongst your friends, you know, you really don't need to. But but for George, it's because of the kids. He's just trying to integrate them. And another thing I found was kind of uh, fascinating, I would say. In the hospital, they have our language. Yes, I have a new right there, double and then, language. Oh, and yeah. then it has their language. I thought, yeah. I'm like... That's cool. That's kind of cool, you yeah. know? It, it, it's just neat. It's, I mean, especially being from, both Michael and I were born and raised in Southern California, and we have a huge Spanish influence, or Mexican right. influence, and a lot of our places are double-languaged. You see it all the time? Yeah. You yeah. can even go to Chinatown. You'll yes, see and you see Chinese Korean, Korean town, or, everything, you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. just kind of neat how, again, going back to the pig parts and the and the hot dog cart yeah. similarities, yeah. same thing with the language, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me how it's so much surreal. Yeah. That, yes. Even very. though it's a TV show, but it's so surreal in yeah. our day to day life. Yep. Yeah. Really I, cool. I, stuff. It, it feels like it can really happen. Right. Like it really did happen. That we're right. just watching. You know, this is the daily news. So you you do like this episode then? Uh, no, I'm not saying I didn't <laughs> like this. Well, episode. I know, but you said it's one of your. But it's probably one of my least favorite. Episodes. But but as more as we talk more, I, I I see you're starting to really like the hot dog card and the pig part. Oh yes, and... okay, I'll admit this, okay, it is it's not a, bad. It's a good episode. It's not a bad episode. It is a, no, it's not. I, I liked it. Yeah, um, but I did like um, Matt in this episode. You know, we said that you know he still has a little racist side to him, but it's more in a joking way, not in a vengeful, hurtful way. Right. Um, but I really liked when um, Kathy and George tried to convince him that it was the doctor who is bad. And he was kind of against at first it for he a little was, bit. For maybe like five minutes. That's it. But then all George had to say was, well, then you explain all, these, all this evidence. And he couldn't. And he couldn't do it. And he's like, crap. He's, they're right. He's, yeah. And he admitted it. He didn't try to, well, well, sugarcoat it. He did this, or, oh, yeah. well, obviously he doesn't know it's No sugarcoating. He Nothing. Was like, Let's he go was, get him. Yep. George is right. You did have a surgical procedure. What could he have operated on? Well, it's hard to say. Your kidneys, perhaps, or your adrenal glands? Adrenal glands? What exactly do they do? They're part of the endocrine system. Metabolism. And the sparsary gland taken from our people. Also metabolism. And metabolism is the generation and degeneration of tissue in the body. Well, that's aging. Matt, you said you were feeling exceedingly well today, youthful. So? That was after the operation. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, I can see where this is going. Give me a break. The fountain of youth? Fountain of what? <laughs> You think Trenner takes a little piece of newcomer, puts it in a human being, and bingo, you lose 10 years? Matt, it is possible that the sparsary gland has some property that slows or even reverses the aging process in humans. That is why Trenner looks so young. He is using tracheotomies to cover the removal of the gland, and he implants them in humans. This is crazy, man. You think he's a murderer? Matt, you know yourself that humans are obsessed with youth. They would do anything to hold on to it. Look, I grew up with this guy. We were like brothers. Can you give me another explanation? 
Oh, God. Dr. Trenner. Why? I imagine money. And all the time in the world to spend it. We need the records of Dr. Trenner's human patients. Let's get a warrant. Right. Now he felt like bad. I mean, he felt because he did turn, like you said, he was a you know he turned a blind eye when the doctor was being oh, questioned. Hey, yeah, and they, you know, and they're like, oh, buddy, buddy, humans, and poor Kathy and George were getting the brunt of. About that too is when he's at the doctor's house and they're talking, and you can see how disgusted he oh is. Oh my god, yes, because he's trying to be sneaky and you know he's trying to get yeah. information from the doctor, and it's 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 interesting how. The doctor's killing newcomers, and at first, Matt's so against them, but he's upset because that doctor's killing so many newcomers yeah. to get this gland. Yeah, yeah. And he's playing along, and he's... Uh, you know he, he could see just He hates He's it. just angered by it. Yeah. So I, he, I saw he, that in Matt, too. He wanted to hurt his friends. It's a compassion of life, not, yes. of, you know, not just humans Human and newcomers. Human or newcomer. Yeah, it's it a compassion matter. of life. Yes. And you can see that where he's starting to embrace that. More. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Another part of the show I liked also was when Susan, she was... Um, Applying for a job. Oh, yes, yes. And we find out she's like, what, in the late 60s. Yeah. She's like 68, but she, like 35 in our, 35 in our, in our years. years. Right, and she has these two outfits, and yes. she asked Buck, which one would you like? She has like a conservative outfit and like a more hip a outfit. funky outfit, yeah. You're cleaning. Thanks. Got that job interview at the ad agency. Which one do you think I should wear? That one's definitely cooler. Yes, but I've read you should look trustworthy, responsible. Would you like to borrow my skirt? Ah, uh, no, thank you, Uncle. I don't think it's quite right. I think this one's it. Yeah. So her first interview she goes to... Um, she's conservative. She's wearing a nice blue outfit. Right, and the lady kind of just beats around the bush pretty much saying, uh, yeah, You're too old. You're too old. You're too <laughs> she old. didn't say that, but she's like, you wouldn't like it here with us. Right. She was insane. You're too old. <laughs> Susan Francisco? Yes. Come in, please. Hello, I'm Beth Meadows. I'm Susan Francisco. You know that. <laughs> Have a seat, Susan. Thank you. Uh, your application says you're a graduate of USC? Yes, that's right. My father went to USC. Oh, really? I love your pin. Where'd you get it? Oh, my husband gave it to me as an anniversary present. Oh, sweet. My boyfriend just moved out. Oh. oh, Susan, you don't mind my asking, but how old are you? Oh, not at all. In your years, I'm 68. 68? Well, that's roughly equivalent to a human female in her mid-30s. Um, Susan, we need to reach young buyers. We need ideas that are, that are dangerous, on the edge. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, I think I do. Outrageous in your face. Would you like to see my portfolio? We really have to transmutate into teenagers. Get inside their heads. Well, my portfolio's got... Uh, what I'm trying to say... I don't think you'd be happy here. Oh. And you could see it kind of bothered Susan. Oh, yeah. You know, because she really... She's trying to get out there, get this job. Yeah, it's not her talent, which is sad, because it's, it's ageism. Right. Because it really shouldn't matter how old you are. If you have a talent... For youth, clothing, regardless of how old you are, you should be able to give, you know, have the chance to actually this goes, show your portfolio. This goes back to more discrimination. You're right. And this is ageism. And this comes back to my Uncle Mudri. Because <laughs> she's talking to him and he just tells her, 
well, what age do you need to be? Yeah. And she goes, 28. He goes, well, then you're 28. So, see? And she didn't say no. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Your day was not good. <laughs> I've been to four ad agencies so far, and everywhere it's the same thing. The minute I mention my age, that's it. They won't even look at my work. They don't think you're old enough? No, they think I'm too old. They have this very odd fixation about age. Well, that's what happens when people live their whole lives in only one planet. They don't understand that time is relative. So what do I do? There's no way they're going to hire a 35-year-old woman, let alone a 68-year-old. What age would they like you to be? I don't know. 28. Tell him you're 28. That's what you'd be on Tromas for. And then we come find out. At the, at the very last scene, she has, she has an interview with a gentleman, a younger guy, and... He says, you know, he's impressed by all her credential. He's like, how old are you? And she's like, 28. 20. He's like, let me see your portfolio. And she's in the outfit that... Oh, yeah, that's Buck. right. She's in the outfit she's that She's in Buck the red, has. funky outfit. Yeah. MFA, USC. And may I ask your age? 28. Okay. Let's see your portfolio. I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. So. It's cool, yeah. I mean, they definitely show various versions of discrimination. And it's kind of cool that this time they took on ageism. Which all ties into the plot, yeah. the pilot of the story yeah. of The Found of Youth. That's, and that's true. You're right. It's all circular. It all, yeah. It so all, even though there's sub-stories, but it's all... It's all about youth the, and age. The youth, and, right. Yeah. And that's why, that's another reason why I like this episode. Very, very cool. Okay, I admit, it was a good episode. It was... It and was, and we learned something episode. else about Albert Einstein. What did we learn? Well, when they're playing the basketball game. Oh, Ken, that's right. Ken and I were playing that basketball game. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Matt and, and George were playing. Uh-huh. Uh, Albert, you know, he's a little quirky, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's not, a, not that fast. Yes. Uh, but he's telling Matt what's wrong with his jump shot. He's yeah. telling him trajectories yeah. about if you shoot the ball to 45 degree angle, you drop it. Yeah. And Matt goes, you're telling me about my shot, but you can't. Add the score correctly. Yeah. And and he said it's two different things. Yeah. Matthew, I think I can help you. Look, you've been shooting with a trajectory angle of approximately 45 degrees. Now, as you know, the ball drops at 32 feet per second per second. So if you... You don't know how to keep score, but you're telling me about trajectory angles? Well, they're really very different. So you can see a... So you, you know Albert's not complete. He's not. He's he like, may be slow in certain things, but he's definitely a smart. Reminds me like, are smart. Reminds me like Rain Man. Yes. You know? Certain topics. He's, he's that he, really smart. Really intelligent. Yeah. I, it just shocked me because, you know, what I remember, and as I watched it and go along, I go, wow, he was actually, he's a pretty yeah. smart Oh, he newcomer. is. He, yeah. He definitely, I like how they uh, advance his character through the season because he definitely changes. And he's, a good, and he's a good character for the show. Yes. So. Very much. He so. reminds me of Willie from V. Oh, that's uh, very good. <laughs> and he probably is a Willie character. You know, it's so kind of Kenneth Johnson kind of my and loving. And, yeah. yeah. Yep. That, he's a Willie from me. Yep, you're right. Uh, one last thing I want to bring up was the music. Yes. Uh, I love the music. Yes. I love the, the chanting and, you know, it's just, it's very, it's very alien. And that's what I think I like about it. It's so different. It is. It, 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 it fits their yeah. culture. It fits them. Yes. You know, yeah. it's moving for them. You can see it yeah. in their demeanors or yeah. whatnot. It's good. It's good. And then another thing we didn't talk about was the opening. This is the opening that I love. Cause this is what I expected when I watched the pilot. When I watched the pilot, I was so like, wait, this opening is totally different. I totally forgot because when you watch 
the regular series for 21 episodes, it's that same opening. Same opening. And you hear that same song and it just it gets you pumped when you listen to it. So you were so disappointed when so you didn't hear when it. When I didn't hear it the first time, I was like, crap, I really like that. But it's actually, it was back. So I was very happy that, but uh, yeah, I do like the music overall for the entire series. Oh, I, I, think have, it's great. I have the CD. I love listening to it. I think it's great. Um, it's a really, really good music. Very enjoyable. I, 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 I thought it was great. Uh, overall, the episode, let's say from a one to 10, I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. That's good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it a good seven. Yeah, a nice solid set. It's a lot higher than your thing three or four you were thinking earlier. <laughs> I was not thinking that low. Why? Well, well, I was just saying. I interpret, okay? Was, but as I talk about, you're right. As I talk about it and think about the, just the, the, the meat of it, it was a really, it was a good episode. I liked that the, the funeral ceremony was really cool to see that aspect of it. Non here is Henry is now ultimately free. We clothe his body in the robes of our ancestors, the garments we wore as free people, to symbolize the soul's liberation. And we place Damusa apart, for his essence is no longer with us. It resides now with Andarko and Selim. Please rise and help us speed Damusa's soul to its resting place. Hatam of Tisrao, Passanja Equi, Luca Equi. Hatam of Tisrao, Passanja Equi. Why, George? Why did he die? They said it was nothing. They said they would take good care of him. So how could this happen? And what do I tell my children? And like you said, the whole fountain of youth taking their gland, yeah. which um, for metabolism metabolizes mm-hmm. our human body, makes us younger. Yeah. Well, you- and actually, because Kathy was like, you know, it can either uh, make you feel better or it can actually reverse aging, which we find out it does reverse it aging. Did. Because that girl, Lisa. That, that, was just, yeah, well, that was introduced early on, had 12... Uh, Injections. Injections or the yeah, serums. And she, and she went from like 60 to 20. If not older than that. Yeah. She looked pretty old. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was really cool. And you find out she was involved and they take her to jail too. <laughs> That's right. She's an accomplice. Uh, so, oh yeah. So overall, a fun episode. Not as strong as the pilot. No, not even close. But, but um, I, I had fun with it. It was episode. definitely entertaining. Yeah. Oh, you should see his house. Unbelievable. 
And listen to this. Jim offered me a job, head of security, 130 grand to start. <laughs> Sounds like a good opportunity. Well, I'm not getting any younger. The department's a dead end. They promote grazer over me? Come on. As I said, it, it sounds like a good opportunity. But just remember, all that gold isn't glitter. There are yeah. two birds in a bush. I got it, George. Are you going to accept the offer? Hey, I'd be a fool not to. Cool, let's move on to behind the scenes of this episode. Ooh. <laughs> all right, so first up we have, in this episode, it's disclosed that the newcomer's lifespan is approximately 140 years. And George Francisco is middle-aged at 70 years old. You look pretty good. How old are you? About, uh, 70. What? In your solar years, I'm 70. Get out of here. That's quite true, Matthew. Our systems are very different. In your years, our median life expectancy is about 140. Hmm. That's a very good nose. You telling me you guys don't get old like we do? Of course we grow old, just at a slower rate. So what, Emily's 35? No, no, she's 10. Well, you just said that, that, that you guys... Our growth rate parallels that of yours until after adolescence. And then at about age 20, it slows to about half that of humans. Albert, he's 56. Unreal. I suppose it's rather like humans and dogs. You know, for every human year, a dog ages about uh, seven. So were the dogs. Yes. Looks good for 70. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> can I get that kind of... Can I get the fountain of youth? Uh, right? Or the cream or something? Crazy, What's going on here? Crazy. I mean, I hope I look that good. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm 70, that'd be nice. Yeah. The fountain of youth was the third episode shot, but the first to air after the series pilot. And it's always weird when they shoot things out of order. Or why do, why, why do they do that? Just because they probably felt that this episode was a better fit to the pilot. See, that's the not, that, that goes explain. back to my point. <laughs> so yeah, so that reminds me because they shoot these and then they air them out of order. You know, most of the time the continuity is good and you don't see anything. But again, Susan graduated college and she was going to college in the pilot. And Emily's Emily 10. is ten now and she was nine in the pilot. So, you know, I don't know how many months or weeks or whatever happened. I mean, obviously, she could have just graduated. She could have been in the pilot. She could have been towards the end. Right. We don't know. We don't know because we didn't, you know, she didn't say that she just started. Right. She was going to USC. Um, And another thing that I brought up to Michael's attention, and I don't know if they're going to show it. Maybe they'll show it in future episodes, was the goo from the pilot that Susan got on on her her arm. arm. Yep. And then uh, there's no mention of it. So I don't know if they dropped that whole story because that story kind of is over i mean they solved the problem well they didn't solve the problem they never solved it they just know it's a disease that the that the newcomers had it's like smallpox yes that it was dormant for such a long yes time. and now all of a sudden the humans are showing and then another thing when they brought buck had a flashback of him shooting that young... oh that's right that's cool because that they that's did. what i like right. about they did reference the that pilot from series, the pilot they brought that back with buck where he shot that young black gang member yeah and he st- it still bothers him you can well, still I'm sure see he's that. a gentleman he could be a gang member because you can you can hear because they do a story on the tv and he hears yeah yeah, 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 it, yeah. it reminds him of like a flashback yeah i thought that was kind of neat well plus you have uncle uh Mujri there oh. seems like something's up with him with him and buck uncle Mujri. just yeah. remember that name people <laughs> remember uncle Mujri. he's a character i'll yeah. tell you what yeah oh great i get this one to give you guys all right <clears throat> During the opening credits, don't laugh. This is going to be rough to get through. Awesome. During the opening credits, we hear alien lyrics being sung. E take nush. Sh- 
take nasha, nasha gulaba. There we go. See, he's much better. Uh, this is actually the names of producer Kenneth Johnson's wife and daughter, who is Katie Johnson and Susan Appling Johnson, sung backwards. I did not know that. That's a very, very cool. In fact, most of the alien language was, in fact, backwards English, which helped keep grammatical rules intact. Other inspiration for the language came from Russian as well as nonsensical and made-up words. Yeah, being an actor and hearing that kind of language, I would think that would be difficult to to do, mm-hmm. you, you know? Well, especially with the newcomer language, because it has a lot of clicks. Right. It's hard, you know? yeah. I mean, I tried to do some of their clicks, and I can't reproduce. Well, imagine being an actor, and going to my point where my brother saying he likes how they interact with their language. Imagine <laughs> having to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very that's, difficult. It's probably why we don't see a lot of it. In the pilot, we saw a lot. But in this episode, we saw very little Tintinese. But you got to remember, this episode is a hour episode compared to mm-hmm. when we were watching two hours episode. That's true. So. Very, very true. Matt and Kathy's apartment was located at 2630 Lacey Street. That was actually the address of the studio where the show was filmed. Their apartment was actually the top floor of the studio. Not cool. I didn't know that. Me neither. That's very, very cool news. Uh, and we see that that apartment's be the I think we see it in every episode. And they probably they save a lot of money back. by doing that. Oh yeah, of course. All right, so I think that's going to do it for our behind the scenes. Hopefully, we brought you a little bit of background information, um, some very cool tidbits that you didn't know before. I know for me, I didn't know any of this stuff. So <laughs> me I, neither. I found it all very interesting. Insufficient evidence. God, I hate this job sometimes. But to call the judge a moron. He is a moron. Feel better. We're going into Turner's house. Gotta get those files. You're suddenly quite zealous. We were friends. You lied to me, you tricked me, you put that stuff in me. But that's not why, George. Because he's killing people. Matt, we don't even have a warrant. You were the one who talked about having to face Henry's kids. You want to sit back on this fine? I'm not gonna. All right, now we have some fun newcomer names. As we mentioned in our first episode, uh, these uh, the humans had a little fun naming some of these uh, Tinkanese. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start. I'm going to start with Henry James. And Henry was an American-born writer regarded as one of the key figures of the 19th century literary realism. Going to that point, those writers must have had a great time. <laughs> What, where do you yeah. come up with Henry James? I mean, you must be really researching. Well, to... unless they're, maybe they're a fan of his work. That you know, good point. Yeah. So if they're a fan, they're like, "Oh, let's name one Henry James." Good point. Yeah. And then we have Harriet Beecher was an American abolitionist and author. Her novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, was a depiction of life for African Americans under slavery. It reached millions as a novel and a play, and became influential in the United States and United Kingdom. It energized anti-slavery forces in the American North while provoking widespread anger in the South. She wrote more than 20 books, including novels, three travel memoirs, and a collection of articles and letters. She was influential both her writings and her public stance on social issues of today. So she's definitely, I think that's a cool name that they use because it kind of goes with the whole theme of that series. Because she was against slavery, and she, she wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. See, that makes more sense when you, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're... Picking these names, yeah. and that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Than Sam Francisco. Come on. <laughs> I mean, George. George Francisco, yes. Matt, glad you called. <laughs> How you feeling? Unbelievable. That job you mentioned? Yeah. I want it. Great. 
Jim, I gotta know something. Whatever you slipped me last night was fantastic. I want more. Slipped you? Oh, come on. He's in the champagne, right? Come on, don't hold out on me. Imagine, think about this, man. Imagine if Mozart could have taken a drug to live another 50 years, or Rembrandt, or Einstein. <laughs> Is that it? Is that what you got? Imagine how much richer the world would be. And the guy who owned the drug wouldn't be so bad off either, huh? <laughs> well, you think Salk didn't make money from his vaccine? He still cured polio. All right. So, how do I get some more of this stuff? How bad do you want it? <laughs> Are you kidding? Tell me, is that partner of yours still playing Sherlock Holmes? My partner, give me a break. Do you know what it's like to be saddled with one of those melon heads? Oh, I know, you're, you're supposed to be the great slag savior, but personally, I can't stand him. Man, you sound like a purist. Hey, between you and me? Let me show you something. All right, so uh, we are all over the interwebs. You can find us on Facebook. Just go to our show notes, and there is a link for that. Or you can just go to Facebook and type in Alien Nation Podcast, and we'll pop up there. We're at Twitter, at Alien Nation Cast. We also have our main website, which you can go for show notes, like I mentioned earlier. You can go and listen to our actual podcasts on our websites if you don't want to download them through iTunes. And you can go to alienationpodcast.com for all that information. Or if you want like a little bio on Michael or myself, we definitely have all that information on our website. Yes, we do. So please come by and see us. Yes. Uh, we also would love to hear from you guys. Now, this is our second episode. And as I mentioned on our first episode, we are recording these first two episodes together. So we may not, uh, you know, uh, take into account your critiques or your suggestions, but we will for future episodes. Or your constructive criticism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we love criticism, but we love really love constructive criticism. Correct. So go ahead and you can send those emails to alienationpodcast at gmail.com if you want to do an mp3 or a voicemail and send that to us and give us your thoughts on this episode or on our previous two episodes uh, or the actual show episodes also. Let us know what you think of the uh, Fountain of Youth uh, episode. Because I'm actually going to go look for the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> no, I really am. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so definitely you can go ahead and email all that stuff to alienationpodcast at gmail.com. Go to iTunes and you can find us at Alienation Podcast. And please leave, leave us reviews. Yes, reviews are very crucial in just putting us into lists and making people aware of our podcast. You know, we are talking about a 20 plus year old TV series. So it's not in the current minds of most of the, the people out there. But there, I mean, it, there are millions of fans who used to love Alienation. And we hope that. And I believe still do. Oh, oh, of course, yes. And I just hope that we can bring a little bit of that little history back to them. Like when Mike and I watch it, it reminds us of our childhood when we were younger is when we watched these things. So um, hopefully our podcast is bringing back that little bit of uh, you to you too. Because I tell you what, I'm enjoying them more and more that I watch them and I don't realize how much you can get into it, but it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, what's, what's cool is that especially when you're critiquing them, right. you tend to look at them a lot more deeper. Because when I do my MASH podcast, normally I just watch them they're fun. But now I really watch them and you see all the little details and you see the little bits and pieces that normally you would just let that kind of just go by. But now that we're, you know, we're literally watching every minute trying to take notes and to critique it and really get in depth, it's, much, it's enjoyable to watch it that way. Oh, I'm telling you what, I had a blast like, yeah. with, with the whole, you know, the, the story alone. It's just they're, just, they're fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, cool. So I think that's going to do it for episode two, Fountain of Youth. 
So um, thanks again for listening. Hopefully you guys are really enjoying them as much as we enjoy bringing them to you. And we're going to be here uh, back at you real soon. That's right. Episode number three. Talk to you later, guys. Be good. Give me the Trenner papers. The papers and the discs. What are you doing? Matt, that's evidence. We've got enough to convince. No, no, the research. No. This has blood on it. If you destroy these papers, all those people will have died for nothing. This must be shared. How the hell can you say that? How many more people have to die? Your people! Trenner was insane. You can't judge all scientists because of him. This, this might be used for some good. Yeah, that's what they said when they split the atom. Never bet on the goodness of the human race. I don't think he likes you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or a fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Confessions of a Fanboy. So Ghost infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Nutloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get... I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learned? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production. 
and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. It's directed by John and written by Diane Frovlove. Frovlove. Sykes and Francisco invest and bet. James Green as the unc- as the, but the f- first to air after the series pilot. That's a plane. It's a plane landing. <laughs> Give it a second. It'll land.